the college football experience transfer portal update and other news episode on the sports gambling podcast networks presented by win bet. Win bet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia from boosted same game parlays to live in game odds. Win bet is what you need to win. Sign up today. Bet a hundred dollars. Get a hundred dollar free bet at sports gambling podcast.com slash win bet. That's sports gambling podcast.com slash W Y N N B E T state restrictions apply. We're also brought to you by the S G P N NFL playoff challenge. Yes. $500 in cash and prizes up for grabs exclusively on the S G P N app, which is free to download in the app store and Google play store. So grab that thing today, folks. And remember to let it ride. This is Brian Bosworth, AKA the boss. And you're listening to SGPN. Let it ride brother. Peace out. Boz out. Yes. Welcome. Welcome to the college football experience transfer portal update and other college football news episode. And if you're wondering who the hell you're listening to, well, my name is Colby swinging database dad, AKA pick Don D that's not a pick. This is a pick. He was raised in the land down under where a man thinks on his feet speaks with his fists and lives by his wits. When Dundee happened, he was a superstar. Sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be shit. I smoke and I drink and um, I don't have stress and I'm healthy. <laughs> oh, you say it's the off season. There's no game scheduled for fucking what? Eight months? When it comes to college football, folks, the off season these days, five years ago, this sport was just completely fucking different. All right. I know we can bitch and moan and say, ah, is it for the better? Is it for the good? I don't know, but I can tell you this for content creators like us, it's absolutely fantastic because there's so much news every single day. Uh, you're going to have me five days a week, five days a week, talking college football until we kick off week zero. Uh, and I got to start off with that. I know in our previous episode, we had talked about Arizona state and Colorado in Tempe for week zero. Apparently the fact that Deion Sanders told uh, Kirk Herbstreit that and Herbstreit then said it on air, uh, the NCAA did not, I guess they were annoyed. I don't understand why that's a big deal to keep it secret, but the NCAA did not grant them week zero access. Pretty fucking stupid. If you ask me, but the NCAA has terrible, you know, how many stupid things does the NCAA do? A lot, so it's it's on par with what they do, but unfortunately, it seems like we're going to get robbed of that game week zero, which would have been a lot of fun. Uh, we have a lot of news going, and obviously the portal. I want to talk all about the portal, and and you know we have some big, you know the school's about to start essentially from a lot of for a lot of in- institutions, so you will know who's signed or not. Now the portal obviously will be changing. I'm sure after spring ball, you have all these competitions and, and then you'll get the portal will light up again, like a Christmas tree, but we're figuring out a lot of things portal wise right now. We will talk about who I think, you know, the winners and losers are of the portal uh, and, 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 and address those things. But I mean, I want to talk I guess I, I should start off with the Jaden Rashada story. Obviously the, the four or five star QB, depending on, on who you, who you go for to, uh, you know, for recruiting essentially. Um, he's out of Pittsburgh, California, and he originally was going to go to the Miami hurricane. And then, you know, early signing period, all of a sudden he flips to Florida where reports are now saying that he did not enroll by the deadline today. Uh, was supposed to get $13 million according to what the Orlando Sentinel uh, and that money never came. So some questions, perhaps we were waiting for this to happen. I feel like everyone that covers college football, you know, this was only bound to happen. It's probably happened other times in this over the past year. Maybe it just wasn't a you know, front page story, but obviously this one is 
And uh, he, he has requested his release from his national letter of intent from Florida, which means where the hell he ends up. I have no idea now, but I would suspect it won't be Florida. It won't be Miami, which is all hilarious because I'm assuming what happened was he was going to Miami. Miami's having an unbelievable uh, recruiting class with crystal ball and, and John Ruiz, their big, uh, you know, money guy behind the scenes there. And uh Florida probably said, Hey, let's pony up. Let's steal some of these recruits from our, from, from one of our rivals in-state rivals. And uh, they didn't have the money. They made a pledge and and then boom, that's what I'm assuming. Maybe they watched the national championship and said, Hey, you know, Max Duggan's a, what a three-star and, and Stetson Bennett was a zero star. Why are we shelling out all this much money for a quarterback? Perhaps. So it makes you wonder then where will he end up? There's also other reports. Cormani McLean, who was uh, originally supposed to sign with Miami top, not what number two recruit in the nation cornerback uh, cornerback, you know, from South Florida, he is in Boulder, Colorado right now. Ooh, would that be a huge get for Deion Sanders to bring in Travis Hunter, the top cornerback uh, from a year ago. And then you get the second best cornerback in the country, perhaps this year, if that was to happen, we will keep an eye on that. We will have you covered on the college football experience. We've been doing this shit for years. Uh, so other news, other news is uh, well, big 10 commissioner, Kevin Warren leaves the big 10 for the Chicago bears. He was uh, apparently the guy behind the scenes to make sure that filthy, filthy, terrible fucking stadium in Minneapolis for the Vikings. Uh, got done was when he was working with the Minnesota Vikings. So now he leaves the Big Ten after he completely, uh, you could argue, completely guts the sport in a way from what we know it to be. Uh, and he heads for the Chicago Bears. Now, who, where does the Big Ten turn? I don't know. There's talk. Jim Phillips from the ACC because they already have their TV deal. They already have USC and UCLA on board. Where do they turn? Could it be an an exec? You look at uh, Brett Yormark for the Big Twelve, George Klavikov from the Pac Twelve. They are not your traditional uh, commissioners, so that's a interesting storyline to follow. Uh, But yeah, Kevin Warren. I don't know what you would define his stint at uh, as commissioner of the Big Ten as. I know people have reported that he was kind of exhausted by college sports and uh, just a lot of the. slow moving process perhaps. Um, so now he can go to the Chicago bears and completely destroy that franchise by, uh, by building a fucking dome. You know, my opinion on the bears playing in a dome. It's one of the most disgusting things ever talked about when it comes to the sport of football. Um, but Hey, whatever best wishes to him. All right. Uh, I thought that was substantial news though. And uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see where the big, t- big, uh, big 10 goes because the TV deal is already done. So I, 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 it'll be very interesting to see. Do they, do they go? Do they try to stay aggressive adding teams into the big 10? Uh, I know they're said that there's not a lot of value for, for the Oregon's and Washington's or Stanford's and cows. Um, but I can tell you this, if they do get Jim Phillips, obviously he's the current ACC commissioner with uh, ties to Northwestern. And he's familiar with the Big Ten landscape, so if you got him, you might think you might have a leg up if you do expand on getting some of these ACC schools. Being that he's the current commissioner there, I don't know. Should be something interesting to monitor. And like I said, college football absolutely fucking crazy these days. Um, other news, I mean, uh, we have. Uh, I mean, there's just so much news going on. I would say the portal is big, but. There, there's always uh, coaching news going on. Garrett Riley, the new offensive coordinator, you know, just took TCU, brother of Lincoln Riley, uh, just took TCU to the national championship as offensive coordinator. I think I called on this very show for him to be a head coach a year from now. Wouldn't surprise me still, but he did get a, uh, a bump up in pay because he is now the Clemson Tigers offensive coordinator. Uh, Dabo Sweeney firing Brandon Streeter, the former Clemson quarterback who was the OC this year, saying, "You know what? Get the hell out of here." Which he hasn't fired many people, and uh, yeah, I think this is a you know, if you're a Clemson Tiger fan, the offense has been just so fucking bad. 
Uh, this should be good. Now the question is, is can the defense stay intact? Because that's always been the question when you change philosophies like this, as you've seen with Oklahoma and, and USC this past year. I know, not not truly fair to say that with USC, considering Alex Grinch was in year one, but it it'll be interesting to see how that how that potentially uh, you know works out. Because I think that's always been some of the some of the issues is like if you go to the super spread, uh, you know, air raidish offense. Um, can the defense still be elite? It was back in the day with Bob Stoops at Oklahoma. Maybe that's what the, what Dabo's aiming for, but we will see. I think it's a very interesting hire. Obviously I think the offense, it'll be great. The offense will score way more points. I just wonder the effect it will have on the defensive side of the ball. And uh, yeah, uh, something to monitor, something to monitor, something. I mean, I wonder Dabo's feeling threatened, not getting in the CFP and Florida State's coming along. I think the ACC is going to be really interesting. I'll t- I might as well talk about that in a minute when when we talk portal. But uh, yeah, uh, some substantial news. Also, Derek Mason, longtime uh, longtime defensive coordinator, uh, former head coach of of Vanderbilt. He was at Oklahoma State this past year. He steps away from uh, from coaching. So Oklahoma State, who we will certainly be talking about in a few minutes here. Uh, having to replace a defensive coordinator as well as a ton of other of other uh, positions. Other news is how about Chicago State? Yes, that's a university with a uh, a couple of years ago though they were known as one of the worst basketball teams. They've gotten a lot better, not from a record standpoint, but from a a competitive standpoint of late. They are exploring uh, the addition of an FCS football program, which I think would be absolutely fucking fantastic. Sign me up for football in Chicago. I know they're saying, where would they play? What about soldier soldiers? Not getting demolished right there. Boom. Play it soldier. Uh, figure that out later. You can play at Wrigley. It wouldn't be the first time college college football has got a rich history of playing at rig uh, at Wrigley, even the NFL, even the Chicago bears. So I, I, I hope that works out. I know they're hiring uh, some type of uh, some type of a committee to explore it. I know obviously they say it's expensive, but I think that would be a home run. I can't wait to see it. Uh, hopefully, it does happen because it should happen in more cities. Want to see it happen? Want to see it happen in? Uh, I mean, I think Long Beach State should revive their program with with uh, with uh, with USC and UCLA leaving for the Big Ten. I think it would make a lot of sense for Long Beach State to do that with hopes of uh, of eventually, you know, getting uh, getting up to uh, the Mountain West or perhaps the Pac-12. I know that sounds crazy. But it wasn't that long ago that Terrell Davis was the running back and George Allen was the head coach of Long Beach State. Thirty years ago, thirty-two years ago, I believe. Uh, there's a ton of talent in California. Why would you not do it? I know it's expensive, but it's worth the investment if you follow the economics of the sport of football. Um, what else do we got? Let's just hop into portal news because the portal. This is a portal episode. This is an absolute portal episode. And uh, college football is batshit crazy. You know this. You know this. You know this. You know this. And uh, yeah, okay. Well, I feel like we should just start. I I think I have every transfer that has gone listed here on my document that has gone somewhere in college football. I want to touch base. I guess uh, uh, to me, the biggest storylines for me. We just talked. Oklahoma State. And what is happening in Oklahoma State? Because not only Derek Mason leaves as DC, the mullet man, Mike Gundy himself, I don't understand what. I mean, he must not be a, uh, or the NIL, or I don't know. Maybe he's not the most pleasant person. I don't know. Uh, but I can tell you this I am very interested to see how he does. Maybe he's like, hey, maybe he's pulling a, uh, hey, anyone that doesn't want to be here, get the fuck out, and we'll figure out how to win games because I've done this for a long time and I've won a lot of football games. Maybe that's what he's thinking. But I can tell you this, I, I'm looking at the portal and I'm just like, whoa. So right now, Spencer Sanders, their their starting quarterback, I feel like for the past decade, is is one of the quarterbacks remaining that hasn't found a home. I think those are the two biggest names out there, quarterback-wise, is him and 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 Hank Bachmeyer, and where they're going to end up. Maybe a couple other quarterbacks, 
pending as well. But those two, I think are the big ones that we're waiting to see where are they going to go? I've heard rumblings. Spencer Sanders will be at Auburn. Maybe that'll be interesting to me. Uh, Bachmeyer. I don't know, but, but either way, let's let, let, we'll, we'll talk about that in a little bit. Spencer Sanders gone at Oklahoma state. Like I said, Derek Mason, their DC gone Mason Cobb, who was arguably their best defensive player transfers out to USC. Uh, they lost a slew of other players. Trace Ford on the defensive line uh, of all places. He transfers to Oklahoma. Absolutely fucking terrible. I know they're only going to be in your conference one more year. Absolutely fucking terrible. How do you do that? We're from a different generation because I don't understand the that I'm going to transfer from Miami to Florida State, or like Malik Heath, the wide receiver from Mississippi State, going to Ole Miss. To me, like go anywhere. But your bitter rivals, pathetic. We saw basketball Kevin McCuller, Texas Tech to Kansas. Absolutely fucking ridiculous. I don't care what anyone says. They're wrong. All right. They're fucking wrong. Um, but yeah, so Trace Ford, key player, uh, gone. Dominic Richardson, uh, their running back, he goes to Baylor, which I mean, I should probably fire off the guns there too, because that's uh the rematch of the Big 12 championship two years ago. That one was shocking to me too, you know, to go right to a team that is, I don't know that they're they're full on rivals, but it's still Still, come on, but they lose Richardson. They lost their safety Thomas Harper to Notre Dame. They lost uh, Jabbar Muhammad, their corner to the University of Washington. John Paul Richardson, who had a decent season, uh, he's a wideout that goes to TCU. Stephon Johnson, another wideout to Houston, who'll be in the Big Twelve next year, playing them. Uh, most likely, I know the Big Twelve's got to release the schedule, which I'm hearing will be next Tuesday. But Bryson Green, another wide receiver, 600 yards, I believe, from this past season. He leaves for Wisconsin. They just lost a slew of players offensive linemen, Eli Russ to Troy, a couple backups, uh, another safety to Tulsa, uh, Braylon Presley to Tulsa, DeMarco Jones to Tulsa, Kevin Wilson coming right in, saying, hey, we'll take these players. We'll take them. Um, yeah, uh, another defensive lineman to San Diego State. So that, I mean, t- a team's just been absolutely destroyed by the portal. You'll wonder what it will look like for the Cowboys uh, next season when when they kick the ball off to to start things off. I think they get an FCS though, week one, so that's always good. But in the portal, you know, then they they think that they're uh, they're going to land a good running back, and who I'm referring to is if you've watched any Maction. You would know that uh, Sean Tyler is a pretty good running back from from Western Michigan. He had committed to Oklahoma State. Well, he flipped and went to the University of Minnesota. I'm sure the PJ Fleck Tim Lester relationship was all, as as well as Corey Crooms, a wide receiver they also got probably mattered. But Oklahoma State, my point is, is they strike out yet again. On what a play uh, on a player they thought they had essentially and a, and a good running back. So now they're trying to find a running back. I would imagine. Um, I know they're bringing in a JUCO guy, but they need everything. And and I I can note what they added. A- Anthony Goodlow, who's a damn good defensive player from Tulsa, is transferring in. So they get Goodlow. That's huge for them. Uh, they get Dejon Stribling, a wide receiver from Washington State, and then they go out and they get. Alan Bowman, uh, the the second or third string at Michigan. I guess the third string this past year. Now Bowman used to start games at Texas Tech. I think I think he's probably their starting quarterback next year, unless unless Gundy can land Bachmeyer or something, which I wouldn't be a bad idea. Give you some depth. Uh, other than that, he goes and gets the Noah McKinney, an offensive tackle from UNLV. UNLV coaching transition there. They get they get a quality tackle from from the Rebs. And they also get Dalton Cooper, a tackle from Texas State. Also a tight end, Josiah Johnson from UMass, a defensive end from uh, Utah Tech and Justin Kirkland. But I mean, I find this team fascinating for this year. I've heard rumblings. Oklahoma State would love to turn a different direction. There's sour milk and Stillwater. But Mike Gundy just wins. He just wins. Um, I don't know. I just feel like they got absolutely raided. I I, I would say right now. 
they're the clear loser in, in the transfer portal right now. I would say Oklahoma State. But they're kind of playing their way out of it a little bit. Stribling was a recent recent get. Uh good load that we knew they had. Bowman was a recent get. I don't know how good Bowman can be in that system. He's certainly not Spencer Sanders as far as athletic ability. Um some other losers to me. I mean, this is one we're gonna have every year, I feel like. Until I guess their NIL collective or something steps up. Um, the Wake Forest Demon Deacons. Obviously, Sam Hartman, I think the big news. He's gone. He's at Notre Dame. Uh, I know Dave Clawson refers to his program. You know, he, he brings in guys and has them stay three, four years and they all go get paid. We saw Jamie Newman was about to be a Georgia bulldog before COVID hit. Um, we saw it with Kenneth Walker, the third going to Michigan state, getting that money. Christian Beale Smith down to South Carolina last year. I'm sure there was some NIL shit probably going on there. We've seen it all across the board. I'm probably forgetting some, some as well, but um, Sam Hartman's gone. It's going to be, it's going to be the Brett Griffiths show kid out of Ashburn, Virginia's who's who started a couple games a season ago, um, but they lose Christian Turner who was one of their starting running. They, they had two running backs. that got a lot of reps. Christian Turner goes that goes to the Indiana Hoosiers. Um, and then the, I think the big one, Gavin Holmes, their best corner, the, probably their best defensive player goes to the Texas Longhorns NIL. I'm sure connected to this. Uh, and then R- Rondell, uh, on the defensive line goes to Oklahoma. Um, and, and this is just a couple examples. They lost some other guys too. I mean, Quentin Cooley went to Liberty. Liberty's got money. You never know, but uh, wake forest always gets depleted. I feel like year after year. I'm sure Dave Clawson will still have them at eight and four, seven and five, maybe even nine and three, despite all the turnover. But they're they're one of the clear losers to me in the transfer portal. I know I read an article about another team that I think everyone thought, or I should I read an article recently that Washington State would be among that list. The fact they lost their OC, the fact they lost their DC. All right, Jake Dickert though, pretty good first year in, in Pullman. A uh, year and a half, I guess you could say, because of the Nick Rolovich situation. But you look at Washington State, and they did. They did take some hits, uh, especially, well, their best offensive lineman, or one of their best offensive linemen, Jarrett Kingston, left for USC. It's tough. And then def- uh, Stribling, I just alluded to, the wide receiver went to Oklahoma State. Those are two big losses on the defensive side of the ball. You had uh, a slew of them: Tavion Brown, linebacker at Arizona State; Francisco, uh, I always butcher this name, Magoa. I feel like went to Miami, Florida. That those are big losses, and uh, and I'm sure you know. There's a couple other ones you wonder. They lost another linebacker to Utah State, stuff like that. But I think they actually weathered the storm pretty well. I think, uh, you know, considering, and I know I'm a little biased, Washington state invited us up there, but, uh, um, they went out and hired, I thought perhaps the best offense coordinator. Actually, I'm a little weary that he's, he, I, I think TCU might make a play to, to hire, uh, the, the brand new Washington state offensive coordinator, uh, Ben Arbuckle, who was Zach Kitley's right-hand man at Houston Baptist and then Western Kentucky where Bailey Zappi threw like 7 million touchdowns. And last year he was the main guy. Arbuckle was at Western Kentucky. The offense still flew. He's now in Pullman. We'll see. I think TCU might make a play for him, but if he stays at Washington state, I think they've actually responded. And I actually, think they got stronger. I know there's a bunch of other players in the portal for Washington state and other, some other wideouts that are pretty good from a number standpoint from a year ago, but I thought they did a great job of adding some, some key talent at the receiver position, at least defensively. They had Devin Richardson linebacker from Nebraska, Ahmad McCullough, a linebacker from Maryland. I don't know if that's going to be enough to fill the the void of what they lost. We'll see, but I love the get of Kyle Williams, the wide receiver from UNLV who, if UNLV could throw the ball a little bit better, this guy would have been putting up even better numbers. Play this guy in DFS a lot getting Kyle Williams, getting Joshua Kelly from Fresno state. I know they had Jalen Cropper, but Kelly was their other guy. who was a beast getting those two. And then don't sleep on the Isaiah Hamilton get from, from San Jose state, those three, when you got cam ward coming back next year, 
mixed with Arbuckle's offense. Oh, I'm excited to watch some Washington State football next year. I think the offense is going to be fine. Defensive, defensively, we 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 worry a little bit. They got Isaiah Paul, linebacker from Incarnate Word. Remember Incarnate Word probably should have been playing for the FCS national championship uh, earlier this year. Got some tough calls in Fargo, but getting him, getting Devin Richardson, linebacker from Texas, and Ahmad McCullough, trying to fill the void for losing Brown, Barth, Bar- Barthiel, and uh, Magoa. If they can, if they could step it up, then maybe, maybe they didn't lose that much on defense. But Washington State's one that I feel like people are labeling as losers that I'm not ready to say they lost the portal yet. Uh, as far as winners go, I would say like some of the big winners for me, one of the more interesting ones is the Wisconsin Badgers to me. They just keep adding. Uh, first off, we haven't seen Wisconsin without. You know, without eighty-seven fucking million carries to the run, the the running backs every single game. This is going to be very interesting. So obviously, Luke Fickle comes over from Cincinnati. Phil Longo, the offensive coordinator from North Carolina, who's got ties back to Mike Leach, comes in to Wisconsin. What? They're they're getting rid of the grounded pound. I'm so curious to see how this works out, because. You look at it. I know. I know. Brahms out of Purdue, but they hired Graham Harrell as their OC. Ryan Walters did. So you're going to have Air Raid hitting the the Big Ten West with with uh, with Longo there now at Wisconsin. Going to be very interesting. Going to be very interesting because you're going to have to still face Kirk Ferentz at Iowa, Brett Bielma at Illinois, you know, and he, even PJ Fleck to a certain extent. That love to fucking run the rock. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be a lot of interesting uh, games there. Um, Wisconsin though, seems to be spending, seems to be going for it because they brought in, well, first off, they brought in three quarterbacks. Uh, I think the big one being Tanner Mordecai, former Oklahoma uh, recruit there, uh, but he's been starting at SMU the past couple of years, bringing in Tanner Mordecai to SMU or from SMU. Okay. You're going to sling that rock around. Uh, they also brought in uh, Nick Evers, uh, another quarterback from Oklahoma that was, uh, you know, there recently. He's got kind of exciting, I would say, like uh, from a high school tape perspective. Um, then they brought in a Mississippi State kid, Braden Locke. So they 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 got three quarterbacks now, and it's it, Wisconsin hasn't had good quarterback play. I feel like since Russell, what one year of Russell Wilson, but besides that, they they haven't Brooks Bollinger, maybe. Uh, fucking Daryl Bevel back in the early nineties. But then they bring in a, a slew of wide receivers. They get CJ Williams from USC. They get, uh, well, obviously you know, they bring some, some, some bags, some luggage with them. And perhaps they're Louie too, from Luke fickle. He brings Quincy Burroughs, a wide receiver. Also will Pauling from Cincinnati over. And then they land Bryson green today, the Oklahoma state uh, wide out in the portal. That's going to be fascinating to watch. It's just going to be fascinating to watch this at Wisconsin. I don't know that it will work out. I think it could. I think it, it might be, uh, you know, something, especially when USC and uh, UCLA enter the Big Ten, and perhaps I, I would assume that they're going to get rid of divisions. Might make it hard. Might make it hard for for the Badgers. But it's very interesting. They also went out in the portal and got one of the best players for Temple, uh, defensive uh, lineman Darian Varner. Uh, they also got uh, a few other guys, a couple, a couple, a couple offensive linemen, a safety from Boston college. Who's pretty good. They're a clear cut winner. I think right now, I know you could say, well, they lost Mertz. They lost some other key guys. Uh, but, but I still think what they landed, especially knowing that they're going to be trying to run the air raid, they needed to land some skilled wide receivers. Um, I still think they're not done. I would assume that they're going to go after and, and try to get a few more wideouts cuz some of these ones like the, the Cincinnati transfers they don't have the biggest track record whereas like okay at least green yeah 600 yards a season ago TJ Williams I think will will work out there uh should be fascinating to see but I think the Badgers are certainly a team that uh, at the moment has won the transfer portal also I I I should have mentioned this as one of the losers got to be got to be the Virginia Cavaliers I mean, you replace Brennan, you lose Brennan Armstrong. 
and you get Tony Musket. No disrespect to Tony Musket. We watch Monmouth football here. He's he's pretty solid, but Brandon Armstrong's just a lot better. You lose him. You lose uh, Billy Kemp. You lose some key offensive. You lose your best defensive player, and you're on the verge of losing. I think your second best defensive player is visiting Auburn currently. And you don't really replace. I mean, I guess you get Cam Kelly, a corner from North Carolina, and Kobe Pace, a running back from Clemson. But I, I made this case on the last show. Patty sees a UVA fan besides being a JMU guy. I think they might be one of the worst power fives, if not the worst next season. Uh, as far as winners, I alluded to the Wisconsin Badgers. Well, actually, let me do an ad read. Let me do an ad read first. I want to tell you folks out there that the college football experience is brought to you by WinBet. WinBet is the official online sports book of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. WinBet is active in a bunch of states, and there are tons of ways to win, including live betting and same game parlays. And the NFL playoffs are here. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. Ready to play? Sign up today to receive a special offer. Bet $100, get $100, limited to state availability. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet so they know that we sent you. Yeah, that's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. Offer subject to change terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older president state where WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. We're also brought to you by the SGPN NFL playoff challenge. What are you, what are you folks doing? You, you should join this, right? SGPN has teamed up with homage uh, for an NFL playoff challenge. The winner gets a $300 or $300 in cash, $100 SGPN gift card, $100 homage gift card. Homage has a ton of cool retro and throwback officially licensed NFL gear. I just bought a Bud Bowl t-shirt from them. Yeah. Bud Bowl. Remember those? Uh, check them out at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash homage. For all the contest details and to also enter to enter the contest, you're going to need the SGP and app, which is free to download in the app store and Google play store. So grab that thing today, folks. And remember to let it ride. We're also brought to you by underdog fantasy at underdog fantasy. The season never ends right now. Uh, Cause you can play their fantasy football playoff best ball gauntlet with a million dollars in prizes up for grabs. They also have a ton of daily games for the NHL, the NBA, uh, plus when you use the promo code SGP at underdogfantasy.com, you get a hundred percent deposit match up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com promo code S G P N. All right. Yeah. I mean, the portal's absolutely crazy and we're going to be here five days a week talking. Look, we're going to be breaking down conference races, what we should expect year two coaches, every little thing you can think of. Cause nowadays college football really is 365 days, you know, quarterback competitions, because nowadays, unless you're max Duggan, when you don't get named the starting quarterback, boom, you transfer all that shit's going to be happening. We will have you covered on the college football experience. Shout out to the chat judge dread. Let's go. He's pumped up for the off season podcast. You guys got me through all my home, t- uh, my home improvement projects last summer. There you go. Wait, 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 hey, Judge Dredd, were you the one that that uh, almost fell off the roof? Someone, someone DM'd me saying that uh, they were listening to uh, listening to us as they were doing roofing or putting up Christmas lights, perhaps some shit like that. Uh, hopefully that was you. Glad to glad to hear you're okay. But uh, yeah, we are the perfect podcast. In case you are perhaps building an addition to your to your house. Maybe you want a deck, you know, it goes hand in hand. All right. Hand in hand. Perfect podcast podcast for when you do. If maybe you're a, maybe you're a, a, a car guy putting in a Hemi. Boom. Listen to the college football experience. Um, yeah. Uh, the portal's absolutely fucking crazy. I, I want to touch base. Obviously I think one of the big winners and this one was obvious is the Colorado Buffaloes. I know right now there's a win total out there and we just did an episode with their play-by-play guy, Mark Johnson on the sports gambling podcast feed. Go listen to that one. If you haven't heard that, but you know, Shador Sanders getting crazy odds to win the Heisman, which I, I don't think you should bet on, even though I do think Colorado certainly won the transfer portal. When you consider how bad the buffs were a season ago, and by the way, there's some win total stuff out there. I think at four or four and a half, I'm just going to go ahead and say, get the over. 
Um, when you consider how bad the Buffs were a year ago, now they they had a, a schedule of twelve games. Nine of the twelve teams they played won nine games or more. So that's, in my opinion, easily the hardest schedule in college football last year. Now the Buffs though were rated by the portal a season ago. They learned the hard way about the transfer portal. I sat back and I watched the bowl games or or key college football games all around the sport with key Colorado players. Christian Gonzalez, the corner for the Oregon Ducks, left early for the NFL draft this year. Brendan Rice, the son of Jerry Rice. Monstrous game against Tulane in the bowl game. Very good wide receiver, good kick returner as well. Makai Blackman, the corner of USC, left early for the NFL. Bet they're easily their best defensive back this past year, if you watch. Mark Perry, the starting safety for TCU. Yes, did they get destroyed by Georgia, but still, he started on a team that played for the national championship. Dimitri Stanley started some games for Iowa State at wide receiver. Uh, we had, you know, uh, Broussard started some games at Michigan State at running back. Chance Little starting offensive lineman for Duke, who won like nine games. All around, and I'm forgetting some folks. I mean, they got absolutely raided in the portal. I think we had a wide out at UTSA also. Unbelievable. They learned the hard way, and that we didn't bring much in. They couldn't bring things in. So Dion, one of the things he said, if I'm gonna come there, you gotta lower, you know, fuck this academic stuff. You know what I mean? Like you gotta get people in here. And I would say they're certainly doing that. You look at the buffs. Shador Sanders, obviously the big get. And I don't think they're done yet. But Travis Hunter and Shador Sanders, Travis Hunter, number one recruit in the nation last year. And if they land Carmani McLean, which is being rumored, I think it's being projected now by 24 seven sports, they would have the top two corners from the past two years, which would be very interesting to watch them against PAC 12 quarterback play next year, which is, which is looking like the best conference for quarterback play. I mean, Caleb Williams, Bo Nix, Michael Penix. Now you got DJ U at Oregon state. I mentioned Cam Ward and those wideouts from Washington State. Uh, you got UCLA. I don't know if they're going to go with Garbers, Schley, or Dante Moore, but they just added a big time uh, wideout today from Cal. Uh, Jaden Dolores still at Arizona. He fires the ball all over the field. Cam Rising's coming back to Utah. I mean, it is a quarterback conference. Uh, we'll see what Cal does. I think they could be a player. They brought in Sam Jackson, a transfer. A transfer from uh mm-hmm. This is a tasty burger. A transfer from TCU. Uh I don't I'm assuming they still might be in play for Bachmeyer because they're running air raid with Spavit all there. But my point is is that to have elite cornerback play can go a long way in this conference. I think next year now, obviously two years down the road, probably even better, but getting Hunter, getting sure Sanders, absolutely huge. But it's also the, the other pieces to me, Cavassier smoke who was a running back. I liked at Kentucky. He transfers in. I think he got an NIL deal with the weed collective. Perhaps I thought I was rumored uh, that was rumored. Um, I think that's a really good get for the buffs because they've been depleted at running back. Oh, Ahmad Clayton. That was the other one, Tulane. So they lost Broussard, Clayton, I believe another one from a year ago. Uh, getting some, so just get somebody back there. Cavassier smokes the guy. I wouldn't be surprised if they add some more depth uh, at the running back position, but they get him from Kentucky. Then they go out and get uh, to me one of the bigger ones, Jimmy Horn Jr., the wide receiver from South Florida. This guy was a four star in the transfer portal. One of the top wideouts you could get. I think you mix him and remember, remember uh, Travis Hunter can play both sides of the ball. And one of the biggest gets to me, as far as you taking the over is Sean Lewis at offensive coordinator. He was the head coach, you know, of Kent state in their high powered offense. He former OC under Dino Babers at, at Syracuse when they had their best season since fucking Jim Brown, I feel like, but also they go out in the, in the portal and they get, well, you know, like I said, Sean Lewis was at Kent state. So going out and getting their best offensive lineman, Savion Worthington at offensive tackle, huge because the line of scrimmage is where that we're really the bus are going to need to pick it up a little bit. 
Uh, they added a D, uh, an FCS D end. Who knows how good that will be? I know you saw Jared Verse at Florida State really have a great year coming over from the Albany Great Danes. Turned down the NFL. He's coming back to Florida State. Who's who's having another phenomenal year in the portal as well. But Shane Cooks uh, coming in. Also Marshawn Nealand, a defensive end from Western Michigan, that I think could be a key get. Also Taj Austin, defensive end from uh, West Virginia. So they're quickly trying to to get stronger on the line of scrimmage. Uh, Yusef, uh, I, I always butcher this. Uh, Magar Bill is an offensive lineman they brought in from the Florida Gators. Um, they also brought in Landon Beebe, who is a top FCS offensive lineman who was with Bobby Petrino at Missouri State. Uh, Leonard Payne, a defensive a defensive end for Fresno State, that had some success there, winning the uh, the Mountain West. So that they're easily going to be, I think one of the teams that are going to be on the most improved just by default. They, they gotten rated a year ago. They didn't have much talent on that roster. They also added miles slusher, a safety from Arkansas. Um, uh, uh, one of the best tight ends in the portal in uh, say, say do uh, tr- uh, I believe some, some shit like that, but uh, from Arkansas state and, and he was, I think the second rated tight end in the portal. They were in a battle with Utah to get them. So I, I think the buffs are one for sure that you will say right now that they're, they're winners and uh, we'll see what, what else they can add. Uh, they also added what Vontae Bentley was another name there, a, a former four star from Clemson at the linebacker position. So something to watch out for is the buffs there. I think they have the number one rated uh, transfer portal class right now. Another one I want to mention though, is the Florida state Seminoles. I just touched based on this. Now they did just get hit. A little, a little bit with uh, Treshawn Ward, the running back leaving for Kansas State. You know, Deuce Vaughn leaving for the pros. All this shit has an effect. Vaughn leaves for the pros. K State goes out and lands uh, Treshawn Ward. Uh, Sam McCall was a corner they lost to A and M as well, and uh, Malik Feaster to Memphis. But besides that, okay, they, and, and Grainer, the linebacker to North Carolina. Besides that, I feel like they did a decent job bringing in talent. They went out and got Fentrell Cypress, the top corner from UVA. They got this kid, Kyle Morlock from shorter college, but everyone was raving about him. Everyone's ra- He's a tight end. And apparently he's like this freak of nature, Gronk 2.0 or some shit. They're saying that's one to keep an eye on Gilbert uh, uh, Edmond, a defensive end that started with South Carolina this past year and Daryl Jackson. They're bringing in from Miami. This is what I was talking about before. Where the fuck is my gun? Where the hell? Is- I mean, how are you going to go? from Miami to Florida state. I mean, just brutal, just brutal. Um, but no, they get one of the best offensive linemen from, from UTEP and Jonathan Byers. I'm sorry. The best offensive lineman from UTEP and Jonathan Byers, Cypress, the corner from, from Virginia. I even like Fisk, the defensive lineman from Western Michigan. They brought in, they did an unbelievable job. Jaheim bell, a tight end from South Carolina. If you watch any South Carolina football last year, you say, Hey, uh, Keandre Jones, an offensive lineman from Auburn after that disaster last season with Harson, they, they have certainly won the transfer portal. Florida state has uh, along with the Colorado Buffaloes. And I think the Wisconsin Badgers need to be in that mix. Another one I'll mention that I'm curious. It seems like obviously they just loaded up a shit ton of players is the Arizona state sun devils. Now this tends to happen at most schools where you're, you have a, uh, you know, a brand new coach. That's why we mentioned Colorado. Uh, and perhaps Wisconsin, but Arizona state just first off, they lost a ton too. I mean, it's almost hard to get a gauge. They, they, they lost Emory Jones, obviously the Florida transfer. He's now at Cincinnati. Um, Nagata went to, went to Washington. I mean, they, Ben Scott offensive tackled in Nebraska. Ladarius Henderson, another really good offensive lineman to Michigan. And Michigan did a great job. Michigan probably deserves to be on this list, but they're taking they're taking some hits currently too. And obviously with the the pending, you know, the pending Harbaugh head coaching situation there. Um, but one of the things I really liked was was Arizona State going out and getting well, they they got Jacob Conover from BYU and they got Drew Pine from Notre Dame. I think one of these guys, probably Pine, Pine showed some flashes. To me, I don't think Notre Dame's offense is quarterback friendly. And though Phil Jerkovic was outspoken about that saying they didn't, they didn't really give a shit, you know, to, to succeed offensively as a quarterback at Notre Dame. 
But then they get Cameron uh, Scadaboo. If you watch the FCS playoffs or the Big Sky Conference, Sacramento State was undefeated in the regular season. Scadaboo was their running back. I think he can play. I think he can play. Um, and then they get a couple kids from Texas. I think the big one is uh, their defensive end, Prince uh, Dorba. Safety Xavier Alfred comes in from USC. I like the Melquan Stovall get the wide receiver from Colorado State via via Nevada. When he was at Nevada, he was playing good. I think Stovall could end up working out well for uh, for Arizona State, but also DeCarlos Brooks, a running back at, at Cal, that would look good. Cal kind of Cal should be on the losers on this too because they get rated. I feel like every year now. But uh, yeah, Aaron Frost, an offensive tackle that started at Nevada, also comes in. I think Arizona State. Uh, we mentioned Tavion Brown, the linebacker from Wazoo. He transfers to to ASU. I think they're a clear cut winner here uh, with with the portal thus far. Um, another one I want to mention is Jerry Killen, New Mexico State. It's not a, a a big list, but I'm assuming this list is going to get bigger. Um. You look at what 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 they've brought in. They got a, a four-star quarterback in Eli Stovers from from uh, Texas A&M. To me, if you watch New Mexico State football, seven and six first season for Jerry Kill, great fucking work. We were on the over here on the college football experience for the win total as one of our locks. But uh, they started Diego Pavio, and and they had another guy that I, I'm drawing a blank on his name right now. But uh, they struggled at the quarterback spot. I think getting stowers is huge. Getting stowers is huge. And they also added a couple other talented guys. Deion Wilson, defensive lineman from Arizona, uh, cornerback Keon Parker from Arkansas and offensive tackle, Jacob golden from Boise state. I even like the Jordan Vincent get from Eastern Illinois. I think they're making this team a lot better. And I think Jerry kill they're entering the CUSA this up year, this upcoming year. And you know, the CUSA is not the CUSA that you are going to know it to be from, from years past. There's what the new CUSA is what Liberty who will probably be the preseason favorite uh, Western Kentucky who will be in that mix. They stayed. They almost, I feel like Western Kentucky, middle Tennessee almost went to the Mac middle Tennessee still in that mix stock stills competitive uh, UTEP Dana Dimmel who ranked TCU ninth coaching rankings are ridiculous. Um, La tech who was terrible this year, uh, Florida international, the airport with Mike uh, McIntyre. Um, and then you add in what the other, I mean, New Mexico state, and then you get Jacksonville state with rich Rodriguez coming up from the FCS and Sam Houston state. And I believe I'm not forgetting any right there. I think Kennesaw state will be there next year. Not this upcoming year, the, the next year, Kennesaw state. So you have that, you know, this brand new conference. And I think Jerry kill can capitalize on that. Now I would still say, you know, Liberty and probably the, like I said, stock still middle Tennessee and Western Kentucky. Those three will probably be your front runners. Maybe even rich rod at Jacksonville because rich rods a proven, proven winner. But I think Jerry kill is going to get, 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 get the Aggies in the mix there. Seven and six first year. I know they were independent. I know the schedule wasn't great, but the talent he's bringing in and what they're losing, what they, they lost their punter, Josh Carlson, Arizona state. That's all they lost. So watch out for the Aggies. I know, I know it sounds a little crazy. Um, I will touch base on Michigan before we, we're going to get out of here. We're just going to give you two more Michigan getting Josiah Stewart, the star defensive uh, defensive end from coastal Carolina, huge get Michigan also added Ladarius Henderson, the O lineman from Arizona state, huge get AJ Barner, the tight end from, from Indiana. But the, I think the big ones were, oh, well, I mean, you can make a case. All these ones were pretty big, but Drake Nugent, miles Hinton, Stanford offensive lineman's probably the, the connect to uh, David Shaw, to Jim Harbaugh, but also linebacker, Ernest Hossman from, from Nebraska, who was a starter, Michigan's killing it in the portal. Jack Tuttle, they, they landed Jack Tuttle, who was a one-time big time recruit. He was at, he's been at every school in the nation, Utah, then Indiana. Now he's at Michigan, but they need some depth because McNamara and Bowman bounced, but uh, I think they're, they're one of the clear cut winners, but I will say they they've lost some guys recently. So we'll see if that continues to be a trend in, a, in Ann Arbor, especially with uh, like I said, with the uncertainty at the head coaching position there with, with Jim Harbaugh, shout out to the chat, Nathan, Nathan saying, what about, uh, what about uh, the Iowa Hawkeyes? 
I mean, I was not known for being big in the portal. If anything, I feel like I could probably name out. I do. I don't think I can name them all, but over the past decade, I bet you they probably have like five. Um, they did a great job, I think, considering. Now, Alex Padilla is gone, but he wasn't any good. Gavin Williams is gone. Now, that one could be concerning because he played some. He's at Northern Illinois now. Keegan Johnson, I think, is one that's going to work out for Kansas State. Uh, but you brought in Eric All. Cade McNamara and and Deacon Hill, and what you got? I think you got a JUCO offensive lineman too. Um, I think I was doing good. I don't know that I would say for sure one of the best ones, but as far as improving their roster, yeah, they improved their roster. They improved their roster a lot. But I want to see more of it personally, especially like all's going to fit in perfect with with the Hawkeyes tight end. You McNamara is a huge upgrade. But you got to have some wideouts. I feel like a lot of the wideouts been dipping out lately, so we'll see what they do or if they go portal route for some wideouts or not. But yeah, I think they've definitely done a good job. I, I don't think they're among the best. To me, like when I look at Florida State, Colorado, Michigan, Wisconsin is one that is is uh, I think uh, you know New Mexico State, which I alluded to. I'll tell you one that. Uh, well, I mean, I guess. I guess here's one that also jumps out to me a little bit. Louisville. I think Jeff Brom is going to have Louisville contending in the ACC. I really do. They get Jack Plummer, who's very familiar with Brown's office. Now, Jack Plummer was at Cal last year, but prior to that, he was at Purdue for two or three years. Um, I think that's going to fit fine. And I don't know, like I said, I mentioned this on the on last, the last episode we did big 10 West had Jim Leonard as a DC. Ryan Walters is as a DC who had the number two defense in the nation at Illinois. Pat Fitzgerald normally keeps a decent defense considering the talent level he has. Minnesota had a top 10 defense. Um, my, who am I forgetting? Nebraska was really the only shitty defense. I feel like that Purdue played in their own division. I guess you could throw Northwestern in there, but Northwestern's had good years. Um, ACC defenses aren't good. I mean, yes, you have Clemson. Maybe you can talk me into NC State. I don't even know how good Florida State's defense really was. I think it was it was pretty decent numbers wise this year. But it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see because we know Carolina's defense has been trash. Wake's defense hasn't been great. Uh, Miami is awful this past year. But it, I feel like Middle Tennessee threw for four hundred over four hundred against them. Um, the UVA, UVA actually had a decent defense this year. It was their offense that was terrible? But I, I don't know that that's sustainable. You know, year in year out, you got Pitt. Pitt's got a good defense. Okay. Besides that, though, I I think Jeff Brown's going to have success in the ACC and Louisville getting Jack Plummer. Then they get jo- Jamari Thrash, who's a really if you watch Georgia State football, very good wide receiver. Uh, getting him, Kevin Coleman from Jackson State, who I know Colorado fans thought they were getting him. If you watch Jackson State football, Coleman's Coleman can go. I think he fits right in with Jeff Brom and what he wants to do. So you get Thrash and Coleman at the wideout spots. They also bring in Jaden Thompson from Cincinnati, another wideout, and Jimmy Callaway, a wide receiver from Tennessee. I think I think Brom's going to have them going. Uh, they also bring in a, a running back from Wisconsin, a, a, a slew of players really on the defensive side of the ball. Gilbert Fearson, a safety from Miami. Uh, 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 Stephen uh, Heron, a, a defensive end from Stanford. Um, Devin Neal, a safety from Baylor. So I think they're and and the recruiting seems to be going better ever since he got there. I know they lost some key guys initially, but that was expected. I think Louisville could be a, a dangerous team with uh, Jeff Brom at the helm there. Uh, they're clear winners to me in the portal, despite them losing a ton of production. D. Wiggins, I guess, went to what Cincinnati. They lost a few other guys. Banks on the defensive line to Florida, um, but they're they're a clear winner to me. Uh, just just the the fact they bring in Plummer, because Cunningham was going to graduate regardless. So uh, certainly the Louisville Cardinals will be amongst that. Um, I I, I want to touch base also on Nebraska. They have my interest, and I think they could be really slam dunk. Or they could it could potentially blow up in their face for year one. Jeff Sims is the big X factor. 
They bring in Jeff Sims from, from Georgia tech, who is a hell of an athlete, hell of an athlete. He didn't really progress probably because Georgia tech, not because of him, if I had to guess, but can Matt rule uh, get him going? Because if so, he's very talented. He was a big time recruit originally signed on for Florida state ended up at Georgia tech, but he also got Billy Kemp from Virginia. Who's a talented wide receiver. They got, I mentioned Ben Scott on the offensive line from Arizona state. They just landed a Stanford offensive lineman who I think can, can pay off. Uh, they got uh, Elijah Judy, a defensive tackle from Texas A&M. One of those big, big time recruits uh, from Texas A&M also a corner and Corey Collier from Florida. And, and uh, I believe uh, they got another Gator too, but uh, I think they, they, they're one that everything's going to ride on how good Jeff Sims can be and how, how good can they make him, you know, adapting a brand new offense and also just developing him. He seemed to, to, to not have touch on some passes. If he, he can continue to develop the talent is there, I believe. So that's one to watch out for to me. Um, and I think that's pretty much going to do it for, for this episode. We're going to be doing this five days a week, guys. Now it won't all be like this of me rattling off players and what I think it'll be more compelling storylines. Like, Hey, I don't know. Just examples. Like is, is this, uh, is Brian Kelly going to win the sec West back-to-back years or it will save and come back and win the sec West this year, shit like that. Or, you know, Hey, is this, uh, is this the year that, uh, I don't know. Is this, is this the year that uh, JMU wins the Sunbelt? Some shit like that. We're going to have storylines each and every day, five days a week, the college football experience folks. Um, Chat is rolling. Has there been any updates on John Dante Cephas, the, the wide receiver? I, I heard Penn State or Pitt. I think he's originally from Pitt. I think it's coming down to those two. I don't think uh, we've heard anything yet. Uh, what are you, NC Colby now? Yeah, let's go. Uh, yeah, go big red. Dylan in there saying, uh, go big red. I'm glad that the Colorado Nebraska Nebraska rivalry will be back on this year, even though I wish it was on black Friday personally, but uh, I am excited to see what Matt rule can do. The whole big 10 West fascinating. You're in this transitional part. Purdue wasn't going to hire an offensive coach, but yeah, I'm sorry. was supposed to hire an offensive coach, but they land Ryan Walters who I I'm familiar with. Uh, you know, I'm a fan of, so I, I, he hires Graham Harrell. They're going to be passing the rock. Like Brown was doing still. Then you have, you know, Matt rule. Uh, you know, he hires what the OC from South Carolina, they were slinging the ball a decent amount. And then you have Wisconsin bringing in Phil Longo. So you're kind of seeing a, an interesting transition. I feel like in the, in the, the big 10 West, I know we, we might only have that conference or that division for one more year, but then you still have Iowa and you, you got uh Illinois that are still playing classic big 10 football. And I think those team, you know, those differences are going to be very intriguing to watch who knows with Northwestern. They're always hard to get a pulse on. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. It's going to be, it's going to be fascinating. It's going to be really fascinating. I think. And in the ACC, uh, I, I think, you know, Clemson getting Garrett Riley, absolutely fascinating. And then you, cause I think Florida State's getting a lot of hype and I know that they were much better than I thought this past year. So I look like a fucking idiot when, t- when talking Seminoles, they were much better. They returned everyone. Love to see everyone coming back. Some of them could have gone pro verse specifically. They decide to come back. Um, but I also wonder, do is that season propped up from a terrible ACC? Cause let's be honest. It was me and Patty CNC Nick have talked about this. Like it's the worst last year. The ACC was the worst power conference I can ever remember. And like, in, tw- in 30 years of watching college football. I don't know that I've ever seen such a bad conference from all across the board. So was that did Florida state benefit off that or was, or are they really this good? We're going to see. And I, I'm intrigued because you have what I, I think, you know, Clemson making that transition. I wonder the defensive ramifications. You got Florida state bringing back everybody. I think Brahms a wild card at Louisville. I think NC state gets better. I, I don't like these, these rankings and I get it. 24 seven sports. I appreciate the fact that they're doing all the coverage and they always have been of everything pretty much, but I don't think Devin Leary's better than Brandon Armstrong. And I think Brandon Armstrong with 
Robert and I is a huge upgrade for the NC State offense compared to Tim Beck and uh and Devin Leary. So I think NC State got a lot better. Uh and then you have Pitt, who's always a wild card. North Carolina, actually, I think probably I know they, they lost some guys. Sometimes you gotta get rid of the, the the fucking trash. You know what I mean? Like so I know some of those guys are really good. Storm Duck, Grimes, the other corner, but I don't know what something wasn't right. And to me, sometimes less is more. So we'll see how they do. But yeah, I'm super intrigued with the ACC next year. Should be a lot of fun. Eric says uh, Penn State needs to get Cephas since uh, yeah Devin Carter the NC State wideout uh, he was originally it sounded like he was going to go to Penn State flipped goes to West Virginia Neil Brown in a make or break year in Morgantown I mean can we should we talk about that before we get out of here what coaches who will be the first coach fired next year what do you think got to be Brown right that if you were setting odds it would be Brown I think and we'll I think they'll actually have odds come like August but I would say. Neil Brown's got to be leading the way. I'm trying to think who else is even in that realm. Um, because I would have put Satterfield, but now since he's gone, um, I think it's, I think, you know, I actually think it might be a big year. Now I don't know that they would pull, they would probably give him another year. Oh man. I'm trying to think off the top of my head, who would get, who would get, maybe Fitzgerald. I think it's a, might be a big year for Pat Fitzgerald. I don't think they should fire him, but I don't know. Big Ten's going to be having a lot of money. All those schools are going to be having a big time amount of money very shortly here. Um, who else could get canned next year? I mean, I don't know. I think it's I think it's those ones. Maybe some SEC schools that I'm. Um, yeah, I mean Arnett maybe. Maybe if he has a terrible year. Oh, Jimbo. That's the one. That's the one. Yeah. Jimbo, who everyone's already saying he's from West Virginia. That boom, the shoe fits. Uh, ACC. Is there anyone in the ACC who could get canned next year? I mean, maybe if Babers has a horrible year, I kind of think they'll be all right though. Um, yeah. I don't know. We're going to be here to talk it though. We're going to talk also big 12 schedule comes out next week. Pac 12 schedule should be out any fucking day. ACC schedule drops the end of January. We're going to be breaking down all those things. Remember we all the conference realignment. We'll talk about that. How the new AAC will look, how the new uh, CUSA will look, the new big 12 will look. We will have you covered here on the college football experience. Yeah. They're saying Cristobal. I think Cristobal will get another year. Even if he has another five and seven season or four and eight season, which we don't know the schedule yet, but we will dive into that. I think he'll get a third year though. I think he'll get a third year because he brought in clout. Um, all right, folks, we will be rocking. Like I said, five days a week, college football experience, subscribe, tell a friend. Um, also check out the college basketball experience every single night. We're bringing you college basketball episodes, talking best bets. Just hit on the Cornell big red. Check out that. And also the college baseball experience. Noah Phoenix doing a great job. Uh, he's doing behind the scenes right now. He's sending me spreadsheets. Episodes are coming. Baseball season starts college baseball season starts what mid February. I feel like uh, check out that we come together as one youtube.com slash the college football experience or actually the college experience, not college football. Uh, so check that out and uh, get the SGPN app and uh, yeah. I'm super excited to talk college football with you guys. You're fucking round. Let's go. All right. This is the college football experience. You better start thinking about yours and we out of here. People that are standing on third base think they hit a triple. You know, didn't. Well, 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 I know. Yeah, <laughs> they bring the head cold, but they're counting down seven, six, five. Nothing is over. Nothing. You just don't turn it off.
They're begging us. Please have a party. Feed us drink. Get us laid. Coaching, we're all, all, our coaching did a horrible job. The players did a horrible job. We got our ass kicked in the second half. It sucked. It stunk. The best looking man. The best dressed man. Long limousine. Jenner plates. Custom made cars. And any woman in the world I want. Just like that.